Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yeah, welcome to the Green Light On podcast, another edition, Sandown Park Racing Saturday night. That's a little bit strange. I am sounding a little bit nasally. I have got a, a little bit of a dose of the man flu at the moment, so feeling a little bit below par, hence the late release of the podcast. I've sort of just been resting with the uh, the toes up in the bed for uh, the last day or so, but uh, we soldier on. Big show. Looking forward to this one. We're going to catch up with Andrew Cherry. Uh I think his name's actually Andrew Sherry, but we'll work that out a bit later on. Uh, the other one we're going to catch up with, a great mate of the show, great mate of ours, Mitchie Abaya, sports bets Mitchie Abaya, to chat about his two runners and everything nationals. And I think he's uh, on the coast or something, just holidaying it up at the moment. So looking forward to breaking down a, a good little night of greyhound racing at Sandown Park this week. Run of the week. Well, I'll tell you what, run of the week's an interesting one. Uh, It's with the uh, thought process that he might be a Waterloo Cup winner in the coursing this year. His name's Rock Me Rocco. My spies at the coursing tell me he could win the Waterloo Cup. And this is him winning the 1-6 win final last Thursday night from box number three. And it was a dominant display from Rock Me Rocco. And they're away. And flying out was Rock Me Rocco. Land a length in front of Albie's Cruiser into the first turn. Up to third was Aston Michigan with Darnham Diva on the outside, Slick Amy. Next in the field was Coppola Bale. Well clear on Grayson Boy. And last of all was Summer Lovin'. But it's all Rock Me Rocco down the back. It's five and a half in front of Albie's Cruiser. And on now running on was Aston Michigan. Behind them was Darnham Diva to the outside, Coppola Bale, but they've all chasing Rock Me Rocco. It's still four in front. Aston Michigan's trying ever so hard, but this was over at the jump. Rock Me Rocco by four lengths on Aston Michigan. Seriously good win, and if he does head to the coursing for the Waterloo Cup, with that kind of strength uh, backing up, he is going to be mighty, mighty hard to beat Rock Me Rocco. He's already won the uh, the Maiden Series race at Lang Lang on the 14th of May, and then he came out and won the Western Soars Cup a fortnight later. Haven't seen him on the coursing for the last three months, but on that performance, if he goes back, we're counting down to the Waterloo Cup big time now. It, uh, it's only a couple of weeks away. He's going to be mighty, mighty hard to beat there. I know we can't bet on that, but uh, that's what I'm seeing in the crystal ball that maybe Rock Me Rocco takes out the Waterloo Cup. Well, at least that's what the spies are telling me. Thursday's preview. Power through Thursday. No, no, no. Saturday night. Here we go. Start again. Saturday's preview. Yeah, I'm not the only one that's going to do that. Uh, And I'll leave that in there as well just to show uh, we did bugger it up a beauty there. But uh, it is Saturday night racing at Sandown Park. It just doesn't sound right, does it? It is extraordinary how things can become so familiar that it just doesn't feel right that it's on a different day. But uh, 12 races starting at 6.38. Race one on with three, Dennis and Frisbee. I think could be the class runner uh, drawn to run a big race. Race two, sports bet final. Terrific race. I'm going one, Scalacci, but there are dangers everywhere. Race number three, I'm tipping one overdrawn on top. Strong chaser, should be hitting the line hard. Race number four, going three, cash it in. Off a good win last time at the Meadows. No reason why cash it in can't repeat here. Race five, I like the redded Hanariko getting up to the middle distance. Should seem land on the speed. The concern is the pace in box two, Lornet Express, who's probably been a little bit down on his best form. And Navarino, I think, is a big danger, drawn well out wide. Race number six, I'm with seven, Shimmer Shadow. Race seven, this is the greyhound that I reckon will have the most eyes on him tonight like wildfire extraordinary talent from New South Wales 
uh, trialled the house down in an exhibition trial over the 5.95 last week. Uh, he will smash them, I think. Uh, it's going to be a short price, but it should be a winning uh, winning debut in Victoria for Like Wildfire. Race number eight going seven, Big Energy. The draw's the biggest challenge for him, but he is one of the fastest dogs in the country. Race number nine. Now, I was originally tipping seven fire hose. Then Stealth was scratched, and he was a hard railer. Um, so I think it now opens the race up for Volkanovski number three. And we had Lukey Thompson on the podcast. He said he could be the dog to follow from the uh, the kennel. And he's been in great form since then as well. Race number 10, tipping three, my Bonneville on top. I like Kalinta Chips as well. I reckon one of them are going to just let the speed go and, and come with a nice rails run at the end. Race 12, I'm going... Uh, race 11, I'm going number two, Raven Nighthawk. Uh, drawn nicely, should be able to lobby the first or second and be in the finish. And race number 12, the last going, Mapunga Gold, who I think is nicely drawn and should be pretty hard to beat there. Hunters Punting Club. To be honest, not a massive confidence in the Punters Punting Club uh, this week. I'll go $10 each way at Hanarico, race 5, number 1, and 15 each way, race 11, number 2. I think drawn to, to get right up on the speed, Raven Nighthawk, and should be very, very, very hard to beat. What are you really gambling with? Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au for free confidential support. Inside Info. Well, our first Inside Info for this week is another member of the family, I'm going to say. He's been on the podcast before, Mr. Andrew Cherry, the co-trainer of Longhall, who goes around at Sandown Park on Saturday night. Uh, Mr. Cherry, welcome back to your favourite podcast, my friend. Thank you, James. It's Mr. Sherry, by the way, not Cherry. Is it Sherry? <laughs> it's all right. Oh, you're joking. I thought I got it right from last time. And you no, know, it's still, all right. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people call me Cherry. It's all good. <laughs> I've still driven down the uh, the wrong path, even though. So it's Andrew Sherry. Okay. That's, we're that's we're okay. starting to work things out. Hey, one runner in tonight at Sandown Park. We're going to get straight into that race 12, number five. What do you make of, of Long Haul? Because he's been a really handy dog for you. Drawn a little bit awkwardly this time, but when I went through his stats... He's actually won most of his races from the centre part of the track outward. Yes, that's exactly right. So we're happy with where he's boxed, to be honest, even though it's a, they call it the um, the meat and the sandwich there in box five. It, it's for him because he's going he's gonna to track middle or go wide on that first corner, and we don't want him on the rail. Um, I think the last couple of starts he's been drawn inside and it's just caused him a bit of havoc. Um, you know, like it's... It's it's just a, a way for him to get fit, putting him over the 500 because he's had a month off about two weeks ago. So he's just getting the pistons going again. Um, had a bit of a niggle. And we're just happy to see him go around back racing again. And who knows, you know, you've got to be in it to win it. And I reckon the uh, the last run at uh, Shepparton was probably better than it looks on paper. He only went 8.50 to the peg from box number two. Didn't get it his own way early, but his run home time was solid. So that would have given you a bit yes. of confidence that uh, that he's back ready to, to go to town. And he did jump well too. He was right up challenging the lead. And as you say, the pressure came on from the outside and he lost a lot of ground. So I thought his run was probably, look, if he doesn't find trouble, he goes 21.80 and then he's a lot shorter coming into tonight's run than what he is at the moment. Yeah, exactly right, uh, James. Like I said before, when he's when he's drawn inside, he, he tends to want to go outwards. So whether it's the middle or the outside of the track, I'm not sure why he does it. We've had him looked at over and over again, and it's not really an injury concern. It's just, I think, the, his trait. Um, but, yeah, so if he doesn't get touched, if he had a, if he had a seven or eight at Shepherd, and he probably runs 
I don't know about twenty one eighty. That'll be nice, but um, he he probably go close to breaking the twenty two seconds. Yeah, and it was a good run home at Shepparton. You know, dogs that come back from injury from my kennel, they're a little bit underdone because we don't have the the long working straight yard that we would love to have. So I tend to use the racing and trialing as a as a fitness mechanism for them. So it's just, you know, once again tonight it's another hit out for him and maybe maybe next run might be the run, you know, to to see where he's at peak. But time will tell and um, he is a wide runner, no doubt about that. So he might prove me wrong tonight and go to the rail. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what greyhounds are like. Uh, James, they, you know, they make a fool out of you. So uh, we're just, we're just happy to have him going around in town. It's you know, it's exciting and uh, it's a good night out. And I tell you what, he's in my black book now. I've just written down a little comment saying just back <laughs> him the next three starts is what I've got uh, for long haul. <laughs> hey, uh, you've been involved in greyhound racing a long time. You've got a couple of nice pups coming through. You're rearing them from home. Just tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we were very um, enough to secure a, um, a brood bitch named Lorenzo. Uh, the owners um, are good friends of ours and we, you know, we, we came to an agreement where we whelped the litter and split the litter in half and all that sort of jazz um, and we ended up with three bitches out of the litter. And um, so we whelped them and now we've reared them. I've given them as much as education as they can get as you're bringing them up at a young age and they, the whole three of them, um, they're all just looking fantastic. Like the smallest bitch I've got is 30 kilos and I think the biggest one's about 31.8 or something. Jeez. We're only 11 months. Yeah, so we're, same we're dog. looking... I'm on Mr. Cherry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're looking, we're looking at a... At a 31.8 to 32 kilo black bitch out of Bernardo. And, um, you know, where, she far, where she's fast uh, rings a bell when you're looking for this bitch. Mm, yeah, um, sure. But, look, if we had a quarter of her ability, we'll be happy. Yeah, but, 100%. Um, yeah. The good thing about pups is just, yeah, you, know, you, don't, you don't know what you've got. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that you bring them up and you give them the best you can and see what they can do. It's a little exciting. 100%. I think the uh, the term goes with the gallops, isn't it? Uh, you'll you'll keep getting up in the morning as long as you've got an unraced two-year-old. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, isn't it? Hey, uh, good yeah. luck with uh, with racing at Sandown, mate. We wish you well with Long Haul. As I said, I've penciled him into the Black Book as one to follow for the, the next few weeks. And as always, mate, we appreciate your time jumping on the pod and be nice for you to get a Metro winner. Thanks, James. Inside Info. Well, I tell you what, we've got a key greyhound participant on the line now. A uh, bit of inside info, and not just inside info, but uh, inside everything. We'll talk greyhound racing, we'll talk a little bit of fishing, we'll talk the nationals with Mitchie Abaya. Welcome, eBay. Uh, thanks, Jimmy. Yes, uh, we will talk anything and uh, everything, and greyhound racing is the key topic, but yeah, a little bit of fishing as well. Hey, just before we chat about fishing, I want to chat about your name. Um, I ran into your old boy up at uh, the Dogs not too long ago, and I said, um, I've been calling him eBay, right? Like the uh, eBay.com.au, and everyone yep. sort of laughs when I say it. And, and he actually turned around to me and he said, look, if the internet was around when I was a young bloke, he goes, I've got no doubt my nickname would have been eBay. And then, then I said, well, maybe I'll have to call, uh, or your old man might have actually said this, maybe we'll have to call you the Trading Post. 
um, and the speed seems to be out wide, probably four, five, six, seven, and eight. So hopefully we can just hold a spot going into that first turn. I think if we can get to the fence quick enough and cross the red, we can we can um, punch the rail. But yeah, she's not blessed with blistering early speed. I know she led him up at Geelong over 460 and one all right there, but yeah, she's not um, not the quickest early and then only some speed out wide, but you know, sometimes it can be hard to cross at Sandown from those wider draws and the rail is the place to be, obviously we know box stats and um, yeah, the analysis of data these days it just shows one, two, three is probably the place to be there, but um, yeah, she's strong as an ox, um, she's getting you know, I think she's getting better with maturity and well, we personally think she'll run 600 on her ear so um, yeah, hopefully we can just find a spot in the fence and give us a sight. Tell you what, a couple of nice little pickups. Mapunga Riley just brought up his form while you were chatting Mapunga Ricky. Uh, he's got a couple of good runs to his credit. Go back to the 8th of April. He's beaten three lengths by Minister Mentor and sort of held his own. That was a solid performance. Yeah, yeah, he goes, uh, he goes all right. The boy, um, you know, he's got a, uh, he's got a couple of chinks in the armor, I suppose, in a way. But um, you know, he can run probably that five twenty to the first peg. Uh, it's one of those sort of dogs. It kind of not. Not fast early, but not slow early. And, um, yeah, hopefully when he, he shouldn't be too far away. He had a trial around Geelong the other day when I ran it. Uh, I think he went 2280. Um, probably not really his distance range over the 400. But, yeah, we're looking forward to getting him up to the 500s in town and see what he can do. But, yeah, the boys just really enjoy having a couple of dogs going around. We obviously got nicked off and uh, reverse sweep has been very good to us as well. So uh, we just enjoy it. And I think that's what the greatest part about the industry is. You can enjoy it with some mates and not only rock up the cricket training, but talk a bit of grounds as well. Mm. Heads or Dale Syndicate, are they the, uh, the Lilydale cricketers, are they? They are. That's exactly right. So we tried to uh, Lilydale. We call ourselves the Dales. So uh, we tried to do a bit of a play on words there with heads or dales. You know, the old coin toss. The coin toss. The old coin toss. Yeah, flip it around the coin toss. I haven't had a coffee yet. No, that's all right, mate. Will you get back to fishing anyway, Mitchie? But as I as I let you go, mate, best of the two chances at Sandown Park? Uh, Ricky. And the Nationals, as I let you run, Postman Pat, does he just win? Yes, he does. He's phenomenal. I couldn't believe he got $2.60 about him the other day. And boy, oh boy, Zohar Bale uh, may well be one of the uh, best stayers that I've seen go around in the last probably 10 years. I know Tornado Tears is a freak, but I like uh, what I've seen from Zohar Bale. And another pup bale indeed. Oh. It's, uh, he's my favourite sire. I tell you what, I could just imagine you prowling around the uh, the coastline, I suppose, down there, just dreaming of Alan Deed, because I know you're a, a massive fan of him, and I tell you what, I agree with Zohar Bale, could be one out of the bag, and he's only 27.7 kilograms, which I think is extraordinary. Thanks for your time, Mitchie. Uh, don't forget, uh, pencil into your diary, mate, uh, Monday the 21st of August, because we will be doing the box draws on the green light on podcast for those nationals, and I tell you what, I can't wait to see where Postman Pat draws because I think if he draws under Windra all class the wild card, I think he wins. Yeah, couldn't agree more with you, mate. And uh, no, it's uh, it's in permanent marker, mate. I'm looking forward to it, and <laughs> we'll have a bit of fun and dissect racing as usual. Good on your trading post. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> What are you really gambling with? Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au for free confidential support.